0: hello and welcome to impressions of america i'm simon and with me as always are toby and von hi guys
1: hey simon hey
2: yeah, simon
0: so yeah the christmas period is over we're now into 2021 our first episodes of the year is um well, it's a. I suppose it's an historic one in the sense that we've just lived through history. Um, today's episode will mainly be focusing on the um, the events of January sixth, which was supposed to be the day that uh, was going to be remembered for Biden getting the rubber stamp on becoming president elect, but instead we got some other events happening in Washington D.C. around it as well, which kind of took the shine off that. And then a little bit later in the episode, we'll be looking at the. Uh, Georgia runoff and the results in that and how that plays into uh, Biden's presidency and uh, the Senate there so um, the day started yesterday with a rally by uh, the Trumps and with Rudy Giuliani and all the usual crew uh, to their their MAGA crowd and uh, the MAGA crowd had gathered in Washington DC to protest the results of the election. Vaughn can you tell us a bit about what came next and how you experienced the events as you watched on from across the Atlantic.
2: So I'm just going to warn you now, this is the first time I'm like vocalising this because (laughs) I haven't been in contact with people, so it's not the first time I've verbalised it because I've been writing so much but it's the first time I have to make words off the top of my head about it Mm -hmm. Um, so I might get a bit emotional about this because it's just Yep. it's And also, this one's going to be explicit. Just warning you now. Um, (laughs) This is fucking absurd. This is... I've I've been trying to think all day how to put these things into words. And it just... I don't know how to. So, starting with what happened. um, And from my perspective. I was watching the certification of votes. Um... It was day drinking and live tweeting it and having a good time making fun of Ted Cruz <laughs> and I was filming I was filming a um a like aide someone in the background he was like twiddling his thumbs and he was looking around and he was just really bored and I thought it was funny, so I was filming it and then in the background of that, you can see all of the security guards running in to tell them that the Capitol had been breached. And at, at the very end of like what I was recording, a, a security aide comes up and tells the, the senator who was speaking that there were, quote, protesters in the building. Um, I'm gonna try not to call them protesters again because they're traitors and they're agitators, they're they're fascists. Rioters? They're rioters. They're, they're, they're anything but protesters. Because it is an American right to protest your government. It is actually the most American right to protest your government. We were founded on a protest of government. It is entirely another thing to breach these halls <laughs> on, on the basis of fascist rhetoric carrying the traitor's flag wearing apparel of Nazis Nazis who we like I study this shit this is what this is the era that my PhD is on immediately after the US won against the Nazis and how we Defined American character and we defined American identity on the backs of beating the Nazis. In the very first issue of Captain America 1940, Captain America is punching Hitler on the cover. And Nazis just paraded through the fucking Capitol building like they were on a fucking fifth grade school trip. Nobody stopped them. Nobody. Until after dark, after Mike Pence, Mike fucking Pence was the savior of the day by sending in the National Guard because Trump hesitated because Trump didn't want the National Guard because Trump started this shit. I've gotten way off of what I was going to be saying in terms of what happened. So they, the Nazis came in and it was absolute chaos. Um, I was watching a live feed for about seven hours last night. Um, I didn't fall asleep until I passed out at four when the vote was certified officially. Um, they, they came in, and the security was trying to get everybody under control and make sure people were safe, and they went into a short recess. Um, you could see pens being taken out, he was moved to a secure location before anybody else was, and you just saw journalists and and reporters who were in the building, and you saw um, staffers and senators getting on the floor as if in an intruder drill that every American millennial will remember from your days in elementary school. Our Congress just had to sit through that for the first time in their lives. And suddenly that's not, that's not something we can live with anymore as Americans. We can't live with adults having this threat of an intruder, of a violent intruder. So maybe something might happen in the future about school shootings, but we'll see about that, I guess. So Pence was moved. And immediately after Pence was moved, Donald Trump piped up on Twitter and what he said was quote mike pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our constitution giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts it's all it's fucking bullshit Mm
0: -hmm.
2: a corrected set of facts quote not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones a corrected set of facts is just a blatantly fascist sentence because facts are only one thing and they are facts. They cannot they're not corrected facts. There aren't fraudulent facts. Facts are truth. Everything else is is opinion or a lie. And he he like he goes on he says the not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones, which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth. So he essentially just sicked his traitors even more on Mike Pence. And I'm not a fan of Mike Pence. I'm not a fan of anyone in the Trump crew. I feel I may have made that clear here before. But I'm an American. I don't want to see my vice president in fucking danger like when trump had coronavirus i didn't want him to die because do you know what that means for the american people like the office of the president regardless of who these fucking traitorous clowns are who are in these offices Those offices mean something to the American people, and I know that I am not the proudest American, and I am constantly condemning my government. But actually, that does make me the proudest American, because I believe in the things that my country was founded on. I believe in a lot of the ideals of the American people. I think that they are morally good things in a lot of ways. Not all of them. But in a lot of ways, the things that make Americans individual average Americans Americans in quotes. I believe in that. And that comes with some respect for the office of the president. And an indoctrinated respect for the buildings in DC. And that's something I want to talk about right now, because this is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I'm all for protest. I'm absolutely all for protest. But.
0: <sighs> I think it's the imagery as well. I've seen like actual Nazis wearing like Auschwitz actual jumpers and stuff.
2: Nazis. Like,
0: i Nazis. If you're wearing an Auschwitz hoodie and you're sort of hunting down to find the office of Nancy Pelosi or whatever it is. It is a, mm. a striking image which you can't really get out of your head to be honest.
2: Never never before yesterday has the confederate flag been in the capitol building and they marched it just right down the main fucking hall they marched it under the rotunda they replaced an american flag with a trump is my president flag they hung gallows they put up gallows in front of in front of the capitol building as if to put a noose around congress and took those pictures for their photo op they they set off flashbangs, and the capitol building was obscured by smoke and i don't know how to kind of verbalize this because it's just
0: yeah it's so
2: it's... ingrained sorry, Simon. It's just it's so ingrained in Americans that we respect these buildings as the image of democracy. It's on all of our money. It's on all of our textbooks as kids. It's, in, it's, it's on all of our schools. You can't go to a public school in America without seeing the Capitol building somewhere in the building. It's just so ingrained. And we pledge allegiance to this fucking flag for every day for 13 years and these fucking traitors took it down and put up the trump is my president one these traitors who had a fucking problem with kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem these are the same nazis who had an issue with peaceful protest who were up in arms all summer about the black lives matter peaceful fucking protests who walked right past the, the 2,000 officers of the Capitol Police. Walked right past them, just tore down the, the little measly barricades that were there, just walk, waltzed into the Capitol building. And there are videos of these police officers who are supposed to be respecting and protecting and serving the Capitol building first and foremost, and then the American people. There are videos and pictures and everything of them taking selfies with the the rioters and holding their hands as they walk down the Capitol steps for their safety. And um just moving out of their way, just walking right past them, even saluting them. And you have senators senators elected by the american people objecting to this objecting to the certification of joe biden and kamala harris that's something else i want to talk about because there are eight senators and 139 house representatives all of whom are republicans who are traitors um they returned after the capitol building was was cleared and when congress reconvened they returned after they saw the dangers of their own fucking rhetoric they witnessed a person get shot in the capitol building and they still returned to revive this bullshit and and say I'm still going to object to the election, and I'm not going to read the representatives names, but I am going to read the senators because there's this kind of. Somewhat misconception in the states that senators are more important than House representatives, which like somewhat, but that's a whole different story. But these senators need. Need to be impeached immediately and arrested. Um, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas senator josh hawley from missouri who saluted and put his fucking fist up for the rioters outside of of the capitol building cindy hyde smith from mississippi uh cynthia limit loomis from wyoming who this one actually there are three roger marshall from kansas and tom tuberville from arkansas these three Cynthia, Roger, and Tom. This was their first vote because they were sworn in on the third. They won their Senate seats in this election that they are objecting to the certification to. Then you have Rick Scott from Florida and John Kennedy from Louisiana. And then their 139 colleagues in the house of representatives i i can't i can't even conceive of what is happening right now which is absurd because every single one of us has known that it's been happening for years i've been writing about it for years we've been talking about it on the podcast at least for a year on my part, it. everybody knew that this was coming. We've been watching these trailers for years. We watched Charlottesville. We've seen this before, just not on the Capitol building. Maybe on, on City Hall in Charlottesville, but not on the Capitol building. And that is a graver offense that I think will touch more Americans because it's the most shocking, least surprising thing I have ever witnessed. And oh my God, there's a coup in America. Where the fuck's the CIA? Like
0: it's uh,
2: just yeah. I I'm I'm just I'm gonna say one last thing and then i lied i have two last things and then um you guys can jump in because i'm just getting heated at this point but one other thing i wanted to to talk about is this lack of security that these people just walked Mm. in and we're comparing it to the blm protests that were genuinely protests that were met with with the fucking military force of yep. the national guard everyone in riot gear there are those iconic pictures of the national guard protecting the the lincoln memorial yep
0: the and then the these field, man. Yep.
2: yes and then these fucking like rioters i guess is the best word because anything more than that deigns any sort of intelligence but these rioters just walked in and like high-fived the police yeah and that is a direct result from of the white supremacist history that we teach our children in the u.s this is a time when we need massive 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 reforms in the way we teach our own history because I know now as a PhD student of American history in, this, in the kind of 20th century era, I know that this isn't the second time the Capitol building has been stormed. But for most Americans, this is the second time the Capitol building has been stormed. Because we don't teach our own history accurately.
0: Yeah, so for some it would be, it was, it was the British and then it was this or whatever.
2: Yes. And, and that's a justification for some of these people. That, that they're doing the right thing because the tyrants, quote unquote, are the ones inside upholding democracy. And they need to overturn that. And the last thing I just want to say... Because I make everything about Star Wars. <laughs> Is that one of my friends, um, James today, we were talking, he's British. And he was trying to make sense of what's going on in the in the States. And he was trying to find the words for it. And he said, it's like every other planet just learned that Vader blew up Alderaan. <sighs> because we knew it was happening. We knew the extent of the Empire. And the the strength of the emperor. And we knew they were building the weapon. And no one thought they'd use it. Hmm. And I can't... in, In all of my years of writing on... Diplomacy and government affairs. I cannot come up with a better comparison than that. Because we knew it. We all knew. We've known for days and weeks and months and years, even kind of decades, you can trace this back to where these foundations started, of the the far, far right gaining their footholds in America. And not enough was done about it. Until yesterday, two hours in to the rioters On like in the capital when news stations started changing their lower third to say rioters instead of protesters like come the fuck on our media has to do better our our government and every 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 single level needs to do better our citizens need to do better it's just we saw it coming we did absolutely fucking nothing to stop it
0: if only they'd passed a seven hundred and fifty billion dollar defense bill, they might have had a chance at stopping a few hundred pro- uh, rioters. But um, yeah, it's funny where uh, where they can, uh, as we say, tackle the protesters or the uh, yeah the protesters of the Black Lives Matter. We can we can tackle them with with an army, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to Trump supporters then will literally open the gate for them to to let them in. It's, um, literally
2: open the gate.
0: Yeah, Toby, is this the first time you've ever disagreed with the actions of the president? <laughs> no, you know so, what?
1: It's the first time that I ever thought that actually, you know what? He probably
0: is the the worst president in. Because you were you were riding the boost train for for a long time there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, I was. I was definitely. I mean, I didn't. This is really spooky, you know. Like, like um, like Vaughan says, I, I think it's almost like we didn't believe the words mattered. Like, these kinds of things are being said. Uh, sedition is being sown by Trump, uh, people like Kevin McCarthy, uh, Rudy Giuliani, into the you know the 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 radio and television people like Sean Hannity. Uh, Mark Levin, even people like Ben Shapiro, you know, they're all saying that there's something wrong with this election. That there was this red mirage and then all these fake mail in ballots came in. And um, you know, you look at totals in Pennsylvania and other states, So they didn't let um they didn't let people come into the to the counting rooms. They didn't let our, our invigilators come into the county rooms. there's, there's gotta be there's bound to be something something off about it. And it's just this, this this sewing of this this feeling that something is wrong with the system that brought the democratic victory. It's just it's a sense that there's no legitimacy to it. But they did it themselves. Like they created this cloud of illegitimacy for this election. And now they're reaping the results. But like I think just like as Vaughan said, like I didn't we didn't believe that any of this could trigger something like this or that it mattered. Because for me, you know, I mean, you know, you call them fascists or, you know, you you, you outline the fact that some of them are uh, wearing Nazi regalia and and some of them are, you know, sons of the South. They got the Confederate flag in the, the Capitol building. But then above that, you've got the the don't tread on me people, you know, you've got the, the tea party people, and above that, you've probably just got a bunch of confused, you know, weirdos, or above that, you've got some some citizens, ex, ex-servicemen, like the the lady who died, and, and, you, and you get as broad spectrum of people, of a particular political hue, but who are being told by their leaders explicitly that this election was fake. Okay, we'll have a peaceful transition of power. But why would you have a peaceful transition of power if the, if the election was fake? Okay, um, you know, Al Gore gave up on a, you know, um, a Supreme Court decision, but this election was stolen. They believe the election was stolen genuinely because they get different news from the news that you get because they listen to different people because they're, they've they been fractured and, and balkanized into different groups um for advertising revenue but for the, but just so that you know people in power can exploit people so i mean i don't you, you know i i i don't know like I I almost go back to this like almost like Russonian idea of like the general will. Because I don't see these people as a bunch of individuals who made decisions um, saying that they hate America or they hate the the Capitol building or or or, you know, they hate American institutions or, you know, um, they hate the civil order of the United States. These people think that the election was stolen. think that and enough of them do and they think that because leaders for years have sown this this idea that the other side is completely illegitimate that they have no right to lead part of that obviously is this growing sense by especially white people that they're losing the country that, that people under the age of uh, sixteen or you know younger, fifty percent uh, non-white, and that they're going to lose the country in, in a few years, and that all of our politics is transformed from the politics of you know white collar versus blue collar, mm-hmm. ba- you know basically a Marxist politics like like in Europe to politics of you know well if you're. You know grandparent belong to the local ethnic majority you you vote for the republican party and if your grandparents were foreigners or if your parents were foreigners you, or if your parents were black, you vote for the democrats and that's basically it there's a, there's a there's two demographics, and both of them especially the ones on the right seem to feel like giving power to the other side is just it's just not possible because they have no legitimacy in american life and that's how you get this
0: it's um there's a tweet that popped up on my timeline yesterday uh by a chap i don't follow but name of ed stern i believe and it kind of very nicely kind of summed up kind of where we where we've been going and where we are and it says well that escalated steadily for four years and it's it, it's true. It escalates steadily for four years. Uh, we were saying in our our group chat yesterday during the events that it was a shock, but it wasn't a surprise. You know, it's it's shocking to see these events happen, and it's shocking to see the imagery that we saw. To see actual Nazis, you know, wear T-shirts that talk about you know six million Jews dead weren't an, wasn't enough, and all you know, like actual Nazis like s- storm the the buildings of of American government and you know wave confederate flags and you know you know put people's lives at risk. but well, that's shocking but it, it's not a surprise and it's not a surprise because trump had a, a rally earlier in the day where they said they were never going to give up and rudy giuliani said we should have trial by combat mm. you know that that was a few hours earlier in the day you know we we are we've been calling out you know f- you know we don't have millions of people listening to the show but you know we've been calling out for since we've been doing this show that You know, Trump is a white supremacist. His backing, he is backed by white supremacists. This idea that we should be shocked that Donald Trump has led an attempted coup on America. Well, it's, it's only a surprise if you've not been paying attention, you know. And if you are a Republican who has supported Donald Trump because you thought it would help your cause and it would help you get judges elected who would, I don't know, Help fight against abortion or you know would help fight against climate change policy or whatever it is that you you care about more than you care about you know human lives and human decency then you know you are partly to blame for this as well because you have enabled um the worst politics certainly at a national level i think you know the worst elected default pol- politician ever in american history to come in and um, basically build up for years this idea that the other side are evil and they are part of, you know, this QAnon conspiracy of, you know, child sex trafficking and they're going to, you know, bring down America as we know it and you will literally have to sort of arm the women and children and take them on a march to uh, to DC to sort of defend America. And, you know, you, we saw some of the people being interviewed yesterday and when they were you know storming storming the uh, the buildings and they were talking about how you know this was a revolution and how they were you know fighting to to take back their government and take back their country and this has been coming you know the, the, there's the, there's the old adage of when someone tells you who you are believe them and we've been believing them you know people have been declaring themselves basically Nazis for years now and declaring that there's no legitimate um authority for anyone to, you know, challenge Trump or challenge the views of, of Trump supporters. And, you know, we should we should be banning people there and then rather than waiting after the event. The fact that Donald Trump has now been banned indefinitely from Facebook for at least two weeks and then they'll review it and, who knows, maybe he'll be back. But that should have happened years ago, like literally years ago. That should have happened on Twitter years ago. YouTube algorithms should stop be promoting, you know, QAnon conspiracies, you know. It's all very well, you know, Mitt Romney getting upset after the fact, but if he in any way did anything to support Donald Trump up to 2016, then, you know, he's culpable as well. It's not like we didn't know who Donald Trump was. We knew who Donald Trump was prior to the 2016 election. We knew who he was during his first term, and we knew who he was after the election. The fact that it's taken some people, you know, an attempted coup is where we draw the line, well, that's great, you know, fantastic, well done you, you know, go get another four years in Congress or whatever it is you want to do with your life, but for the rest of us, you know, we have to sort of, you know, some people do have to literally live and die by the decisions made by other people, especially people in the media or people high up in tech companies or people who are in Congress. And, you know, if if these people were, you know, around for World War Two, you know, I I can only imagine how far Hitler would have got, you know. It's just, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, (laughs) The fact that we're now drawing a line after an attempted coup, rather than all the shit that was happening before and afterwards. I hope, I hope Suzanne Collins now thinks that Donald Trump hasn't actually learned his lessons, um, because, yeah.
2: Oh, God.
0: But, you know, for, uh, for people out there who, you know, claim to be both Christian and a Trump supporter, then, you know, I hope hope this has all been worth it and i hope his attempts to remove abortion rights and whatever else you've got out of the deal i hope it's hope it's been worth it um that was that was nice good to get a round off my chest um yeah
2: yeah it feels good actually it yeah. does
0: yes um,
2: um can i pick up on two things that you just said
0: no let's close the episode no on you go on right. you okay. <laughs> um, on you go
2: Actually, I have a lot of thoughts on things you just said. Like, one off the top of my head. If you call yourself a Christian and a Trump supporter, you're a fucking liar. And... (laughs) um, You can go to hell. So, that's one. Um, Another thing. Those weren't the things I actually wanted to say. But um, you said that they've been painting the other side as illegitimate, which is absolutely true. They have been. But yesterday, and for the last couple months... The Trump dynasty did something... uh, The word unprecedented means fucking nothing anymore, (laughs) but unprecedented. Um, When Don Jr. said, literally said, quoting him directly, this isn't the Republican Party, this Mm -hmm. is Donald Trump's Republican Party. He literally marked every single politician except for, I guess, independence, so maybe Bernie Sanders is cool, you <laughs> every, every politician as anti-Trump dynasty and put, put a price on every single politician's head, even the ones, even the traitors who came back to vote for it, to object to the certification. They, they said this is Donald Trump's Republican Party. And on the back of that, this like like both of you said like we're saying here it's it feels unfathomable even though we've known this for years that this was the logical conclusion everybody's been saying this is the logical conclusion gun sales in the states for private citizens have shot up yesterday multiple gun sites um crashed because independent citizens were trying to get arms for safety As is their right, whatever the fuck, yeah, um, and we knew this was coming, so like, like in theory, of course, this was going to happen, but in practice, it's you just you can't believe your eyes. I was staring at it for four hours before I realized it had been four hours because time just kind of stopped. it it was like, watching Man in the High Castle come to life. I can't watch that show because it disturbs me to no end to see a swastika on the Statue of Liberty, and that's fucking fiction. I saw Nazis in the Capitol building yesterday. Like, I can't... I can't explain how absurd that sentence is to me. I can't even... I can, like, really come to terms with the fact that I saw it, but it's burned in my eyes, that asshole with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Like, I don't like the woman either, but I'm not going to desecrate the halls of the Capitol building. Just, what the fuck? And we knew it was coming because Trump literally is using the militant language of the Trump army for months, if not years. And he literally told these people to stand by in a presidential uh, debate. Like mm. a job interview, he said, get ready to overthrow the fucking Capitol. And they responded. And in his speech yesterday, after his dumbass offspring said that it's the Donald Trump's Republican Party, Trump said we are going to walk down to the Capitol. We are going to go down Pennsylvania Avenue right here. We're gonna go. He said, we about eight times. And he said, I'll be out there in front. You know what Trump did immediately after that speech? Immediately after inciting a riot, immediately after sending thousands of people to go storm the Capitol building, he went to a safe house he does not give a fuck about you people you are cannon fodder to him i don't know why i'm saying you because they're not listening to this but he doesn't care about you people and you did this for nothing because he is going to let each and every one of you hang out to dry he turned on his own vice president yesterday
0: yeah, and that is something I would like to touch upon once you've uh, gone through the other points. Is I'd like to touch on the Pence of a doll once uh, once you're done.
2: The, the last the last thing I want to say on this is that he said he was going to be out in front. He said he was going to be there. He turned on them immediately, and then when when pressured by every everyone, like his aides, his former advisors, foreign dignitaries who are our allies. He was pressured by everyone. The uh, president-elect Joe Biden, whom Lester Holt on NBC called the, quote, de facto president, um, he called out Trump in this beautiful message addressing the people. That is another thing we could talk about because it was just so goddamn refreshing in a time of crisis to hear a president speak presidentially. It was just, it was moving. Um, I almost cried at that point. But he came out on a recorded video, not not even having the gall to address the nation live. He, he recorded a video for Twitter and said, we love you. You're special people. Remain mm-hmm. peaceful. Remain. He told them to fucking stay there. He said, go home, but remain peaceful. And in another one, he said, stay in the Capitol. In another tweet. He said, stay there. He wasn't calling anyone off. Like, I just... He abandoned you there and then said, no, stay put, just wait for the National Guard to come kick the shit out of you in, like, six hours after the the nation is angry enough that they haven't kicked the shit out of you. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Simon, go ahead.
0: Okay, so there's a couple (laughs) points. Well, there's a few points I want to touch on, but a couple of ones just immediately. One was... um, pence and <laughs> we've kind of having this uh, kind of coming from as it were the last uh, few weeks with um pence sort of penciling in uh, the uh the disappearing act that he'll be doing um as quickly as possible because he's had enough of this shit mm-hmm. and he um i think he he knew he was going to get thrown under the bus and as we saw the last few days uh, the tactic from the from the Trump campaign was to say, well, it's all come down to uh, the vice president. If Pence, you know, has the guts, he will throw out the election results and, you know, we will have a fair hearing on all this and et cetera, et cetera. And of course, that was all nonsense. Pence didn't have that power. There was nothing he could do, et cetera. And the Trump supporters, you know, they turned on Pence. It was, you know... Fuck Pence. He's a traitor. You know, how dare he not stand up with the president? All this kind of stuff. So, I think we can safely say that Pence won't be getting the support of the uh, the Trump campaign and his supporters if if indeed he indeed wants to run again in twenty twenty four.
1: Yeah, when um, you describe it as an attack on the Capitol, that would not be tolerated, and those involved would be prosecuted to the fullest extent. He said today was one of the dark days in the United States Capitol i mean yeah i mean mike pence i mean and this is just for me this is the most explosive part of the whole thing because pence has been um carrying lawyer's water soldier. for yeah. yeah exactly the lawyer soldier he's been carrying water for for trump for four years and to be honest like he's like he's a con- he's very very right Mike Pence. yes he's not it's not like he's yeah. You know, not like he was someone with um more sort of moderate Centrist, politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a very, very right wing. But he broke with Trump on this. Get, they gave him a moment to, you know, to be gallant and to <laughs> try to appeal to the, you know, the, the high ideals of American life, you know, across the political spectrum. It's it's so so, expl- like, when has that happened? You know, like, when Nixon was doing his Watergate stuff, Agnew mm-hmm. was also, he was also fucked up. Yeah, he <laughs> like, was going to prison on his own. <laughs> <laughs> when has this happened? Like, when was the last time this happened? I, I guess, yeah. like, I don't know, like, when was the last time this happened?
0: I mean, like, a president turning on a VP to throw him under the bus to continue his path? There was a life.
1: possibility if all the scandals around, um, uh, in the 1920s had come up, that, that Calvin Coolidge would have turned on the president when he mm. was vice president. But, I don't know, like, there's no... like, There's no... It's, it's not,
2: unprecedented?
1: It's, yeah, it's unprecedented. <laughs> there's nothing analogous to it. In, That's the thing! Comparison.
2: This is so bizarre! There's nothing to compare it to, and it just... We're grasping for any sense of reality to compare this to, where there are two sides of the American people, kind of three, but like two sides mainly, that have completely different realities mm-hmm. to living in America. I'm sorry to cut in there, Toby. I just that...
1: McConnell called it what a, a failed insurrection. We yeah. are back at our posts. We will discharge our duty under the Constitution and for our nation. And we're going to do it tonight. Um, oh. You know, I mean, like, McC- I mean, is McConnell is it... He's got what he really wanted from his career. I feel you know, he's got yeah. his three Supreme Court justices. He's yeah. made the the Senate a body that just can't do anything, which is <laughs> basically what they wanted from this. Um, you know, from this election, and they got what they wanted. And McConnell's free to to talk this way. He had he hadn't actually been criticizing Trump at all, you know. And during incidents like that, incidents like Charlottesville, other incidents, he hadn't really been criticizing Trump or Trump's stance on things. Or um, he's been he he's been a loyal soldier, and 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 unlike Pence, you know, McConnell's a bit more. You know, he's a bit more capable. You know, so he was always, it was always tactical and strategic. And now he's free to really talk, but still, like, I mean, you lose McConnell, you lose him, Pence.
0: Yep. At least
1: you got I mean, You're losing all
2: of the. Graham. I, mean, I wonder what Lindsey Graham even said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you not see Lindsey Graham's?
0: Speech? Even he's hard enough.
2: He cracked, and it was beautiful thing to see in the moment and i was like kind of moved because he was genuinely like hair flying throwing his arms around screaming cracked but then also i remembered oh this is lindsey graham he enabled this bullshit from the start
0: yeah and he he was doing this prior to the 2016 election where he's like he's a bigot and a xenophobe and then like two months later he's like well i support trump so it's like fuck lindsey graham just
2: fuck lindsey graham but Completely. his him cracking is something that people should watch in highlights because it was actually it was a great thing to behold.
0: Um, OK, so there are a few things i just like to rattle through. Um, I don't know which one he wants picks up, but um, Biden's response to this um, left some people, including Batman, a little cold. Vaughn, um, just immediate reaction on uh, your own thoughts and Batman's thoughts on uh how Joe Biden responded to the the scenes in Washington?
2: Um, I, like I said, I mostly was just so overcome to be hearing a president sound presidential and rise to the occasion in a moment of national crisis.
0: Did you think it was enough?
2: I, I'm genuinely (laughs) here. I was so overtaken by the emotion of him speaking but i did not take in most of what he said <laughs> i i was so emotional at that point that i was just like there's a man standing upright and talking from his heart not like ad living on bare minimum like showers or something you know <laughs> like, yes it was, it was the president talking um that being said, I know that he he just he called for Trump to come out and address the nation like he just had, and I honestly wish that he was like, Trump yeah. stay in your little hideout, uh, Mike Pence enact the 25th, and yeah. you're the president now for the next 14 days. So, fix this shit and arrest all of these people. Arrest Donald Trump. Like he could have called for so many things, but I think that he is still kind of working under that the only way to heal the American people yes. is to not indict Trump. And it's like, mm, at this point, I feel like that's different. I feel like yeah. we can revisit we, that one.
0: We don't want to piss off the Japanese after Pearl Harbor. Let's just take a step back. You exactly.
2: People. Like, what? This is not the America <laughs> that woke up on the 12th of September, 2001. It is not that America. Because... Like, what has happened in the last 19 years since then for most Americans to see yesterday as a, as a Wednesday? As just a regular Wednesday. I know so many people who had zero reaction. Zero yeah. reaction in the U.S. They didn't even know what was going on. Like, not the same America as September 12th, 2001. I just, and Batman. Michael um, Keaton. Yep. Does that need to be said? We said Batman.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but then, you know, September 12th, 2001, you had an external enemy that represented, I guess, the. Yes. it was diametrically opposed in their values to America. And they were uh, right. So. But now it's a civil war, you know, it's like.
2: Right. Because Nazis like, used to be external to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> it was, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And I think, yeah,
1: like you said, Biden is playing that almost like double game. He's trying to be very gracious. Um, Even people like um, George Bush have been as vocal in their criticism of what happens and, and, you know, um, tangentially of Donald Trump as Biden has been. So Biden isn't really trying to take advantage of it. He's still, you know, trying to fly as low as as, as possible and I, sp- and I think probably it's a it's a good idea for him to to do what he's doing
0: so i'd like to move on to the um the kind of calling out of trump to actually be removed from office but before we do that i would just like to punctuate this with the chief comedy punctuation out of all this and that's rudy giuliani Um, He managed to phone the wrong senator and tell his evil plans to basically kind of stall what was happening so that he could have more time, etc. Toby, how happy are you to have Rudy Giuliani in your life to do these kind of things and just continuously turn up in garden centers or phone the wrong senator?
1: I mean, you know, at the Washington Monument, Giuliani addressed the crowd and he was repeating many of these uh, conspiracy theories calling it crooked um i mean i i i don't know i feel like giuliani is a character like he's he's adding a sort of note of comedy to to all of all of this but he i don't know he seems like a really broken Mm -hmm. (laughs) individual
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) sorry you know
1: i mean i think i mentioned this on as on the um podcast before, but you know, his mother said, you know, he was he was never really a Republican. That's why he he ran on the Liberal Party um in the eighties and nineties, and um, you know, for for New York. He wasn't really a Republican. He was he became, you know, very popular and successful because of the things he did against Wall Street and the and mm-hmm. the mob. I don't, and and then there was nine eleven, but I don't know. There's something, something <laughs> strange has happened to, to that man. You just watched him disintegrate and just turn into this like snarling.
0: Yeah, I forgot about the hair guy? dye as well. That was that was great. Yeah, uh, the melting hair. Dye. We should also mention that. So we're gonna we're gonna touch a little bit on the uh, the calls to have Trump removed, and in fact, in the last hour or two. Uh, Chuck Schumer has joined that list of people. Um whether or not anything will actually happen, we'll have to wait and see. And I'm always skeptical that these people will actually kind of have enough force to enact any kind of uh, either it's the twenty fifth or if it's through um through Congress or the Senate. Um but prior to all this we had the Trump tapes that came out and I just want to kind of briefly touch on this only because One of the the apparent tactics of Donald Trump's presidency, and even before he got elected, was just do so many crazy stories that we kind of forget about the previous ones, so it kind of goes away. And it was kind of largely successful, to be honest, because the media would just kind of get caught up in, oh, Donald Trump has said this, oh, we forgot he did that, and that kind of continued for years. And it should just be mentioned that Donald Trump was caught on tape, basically just pleading for, I think it was the Attorney General of um Georgia to find him nearly twelve thousand votes. Um, I I don't I probably shouldn't kind of go too much into this because we kind of got other things to say. But uh, Toby, Ron, did you what, what were your reaction when you kind of actually had the, the Trump tapes as it were? Because you had like people coming out and saying this is basically what brought, would have brought down Nixon except it's Trump so it's you know it's just another day in the office but what were what was your reaction to all this kind of prior to the events that we had on on uh, in Washington
1: I feel like Tucker Carlson like laughed at that like oh this is the thing that would have brought yes. down it's like <laughs> and like part of that laugh must be because they know that just the way our news cycle works. It just mm-hmm. it nothing sticks. There's a there's a Teflon nature to Trump. And it's we just live in a world of almost like unreality where nothing nothing seems to matter. Which is why no one expected this to happen really. And I think it was why when I listened to that I was like, well, you know, it's just Trump. I just talked about it with someone. We we laughed because we don't <laughs> we don't really take him seriously. We don't feel that we should. Mm-hmm. But but now it's just I don't know. Like I just I I've, I've always felt like the process from what he says to what gets done was different. Like the stuff with the Ukraine. Like I, I you know when I heard that I thought, wow, this is this is an impeachable offense. And Nancy Pelosi said, yeah, this is it's not like the Russia Gate stuff. This is actually you know we could see a smoking <laughs> gun here. You know this just this, this something we can yep. go forward with. And it didn't work, and, yeah. and be, because of things like that, I just thought maybe not. Maybe it's just a game. Maybe it's just like theater. So, so the process from from him saying stuff to people actually acting like Trump instigated this. Like he was at the Washington Monument talking about like you, you need to show strength. This is a these they stole this. Like what yeah. they, what are they supposed to do? but but we didn't think they would like all the the people really believed this but you could see it in polling like 40% of um of Americans you know think that this this election was yeah, there, there was something wrong with this election and and yeah that's a higher percentage with um with Dem- with uh, republicans um independents is like 31% and I guess a few Democrats think so, too. Like ten percent. But it's it's just I just think that we weren't really seeing what was happening in the culture. We're not really seeing this poll. We don't we we don't understand why Trump can poll really badly and then. Um, he will just do significantly better than his polling because there's a bunch of people that you just can't reach, and it's these yeah. people in this in the bridge that it's that these messages are actually working for. Like I was, I was at, I was recently, and this is an aside. I was recently at a train station, and someone was this this guy was was talking on the phone about how Fauci was blocking all of these miracle cures that. That that would work for, for COVID and how like Fauci was plotting really to 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 spread it and Fauci was an agent of China, yeah. And I'm just thinking like no no you know like, you know the the, the news corp, um, ch- uh, channels and Fox News and other mm. things would would say that and you know you wouldn't really think anyone really believes it but they believe it, yeah. They believe what is being said. But of course they do. Rush Limbaugh's been telling them that. I mean, Limbaugh just, you know, hanged down his spurs, but he'd been telling them that for 30 years. Levine's been telling them that for 20 years. They believe this stuff. They believe in that world. And, you know, some people will say, well, this is just politics, you know, but but no, they believe it. And it's scary that they believe it. And anything can happen now.
0: Well, yeah um anything could happen though um von what are your thoughts on how the next two weeks are going to play out with trump well potentially seen at the end of his presidency. oh yeah we
1: should talk about like the future republicans and stuff as well but just...
0: we should yeah so we'll, we'll just we'll just kind of close up a little bit now just on the potential then for um just quickly a potential on you know actually removing trump from office i obviously have no idea what's going to happen no one really does but my own thoughts is it probably won't happen just because these things don't seem to uh, don't seem to stick even even this even that attempted coup Von, do you have any thoughts on what lies ahead and whether or not they will actually get either the 25th amendment used or impeachment process uh done in time
2: so here's the thing Pence is the one who gave the order for the National Guard to be enabled last night. And people are speculating that behind closed doors, they enacted the 25th, Pence is actually in charge, and they're not telling people because these rioters are still in D.C. And if they announce that widely, people will riot again. And it could be worse and even deadlier. Um, Four people have died at this point so that's all speculation we don't actually know that in i think what i want to see happen is very different from what i think is going to happen mm-hmm. which is isn't it, isn't it true I
1: that pence happen. did do that though didn't he didn't he wasn't he the one who initiated the national he,
2: did. he pence did um, enable the National Guard but why he gave it is is still unknown because it should have been Trump's order um, yes. the Vice President doesn't normally have that power but Pence is the one who enabled the, the National Guard so mm. something's going on and we don't know it from Trump because Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are doing more than the fucking Congress to <laughs> stop this man like yeah God, we, I have we, words.
0: We don't trust him with a Twitter account But he can still have a nuclear arsenal He
2: has the nuclear codes Like He, can, he can't have access to Twitter
0: He's going to blow up Canada
2: But he, he's just kicking the nuclear football around Like, <laughs> fuck you oh,
0: Ooh. oh, that went Philly
2: Went a bit Boston there um,
1: Trump, all you have to do is get rid of California And then no one will care Because you'll be able to be president forever
2: yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> if your state gets nuked, then you don't get to be vice president. So, um, sorry, Kamala. But, um, no. So what I think is going to, or what I want to happen is them to remove him immediately. That I, I, this is the only time I will ever say this in my life. I want Mike Pence, Mike Pence to be my president right now.
0: Oh, Um, you've been wanting that for years, (laughs) though.
2: Yeah, under the surface. Mike Pence and Joe Biden. (laughs) What a year for me.
0: (laughs) You've got hype.
2: (laughs) That's what I want to be happening right now. And then on the 21st of January, I want Pence also arrested for war crimes. (laughs) Um, What I think might happen... Or what what I think is going to happen is <laughs> Pence is not going to Which enact war? the 25th. Right. <laughs> no one no one in the cabinet is going to enact the 25th. Um, but there are articles of impeachment being drawn up by um, Il- uh, Representative Ilhan Omar. She.
0: Are you still irritable?
1: Yeah, I think she just kind
0: of. Well, we have lost Vaughn. I think Mike Pence has taken action against her, which is only fair. Um, so Mike and is Pence... president, so president, Yeah, he is. President Mike Pence has taken out Vaughn. They um, thought that it was
1: Trump, but it was actually <laughs> Pence. Pence was the authoritarian. People was. started getting taken out, even people who weren't living in America at the
0: time. People who were podcasting in Britain. People who
1: were podcasting, just podcasts, just disappearing.
0: If any of us disappear at any point, we're not saying it's definitely Mike Pence, but there's a chance. The reign of Pence. The reign of Pence. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Well, hopefully Vaughn will rejoin us shortly, as long as Mike Pence lets her out, whatever cage she's currently in. Um, One thing we should probably uh, touch on just while we're waiting for Vaughn then is... There was—I don't know if you saw this or not, Toby—but I saw some tweets that was reporting that some um, some people on Parler, you know, the the hardcore Twitter alternative for the right wing, they were basically saying that there's going to be on like January nineteenth, they're kind of they're going to come back to Washington DC, and mm-hmm. they're going to bring their guns, and they're going to make sure this shit, you know, happens properly this time, as it were.
1: I mean, it was a, it was a guy who works on the Daily Show who said that you know the. the, the... Inauguration should probably just be done via Zoom.
0: Yeah. You know? that, that, so I have the passwords, you know. Hello and welcome back. So we tried to continue without Vaughn, but Mike Pence got to Toby and I as well. So we managed to um, survive the uh, the uh, insurrection by Pence on our <laughs> podcast, and now we are back. Um,
1: i just like to say, all hail, Pence.
0: All hail, Pence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would
2: not, for the record. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, Toby and I are loyal to Master Pence. And we will try <laughs> I don't want
1: to end up like you, Vaughn.
0: So. Yes, exactly. Broadcasting uh, from whatever cage you're currently in. Um,
2: <laughs> we, we no, were just, I'm too old for a cage.
0: You, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we were just briefly touching on that um, there had been some talk in the, the kind of right-wing side of social media about them kind of coming back on coming back to Washington on uh, January 19th, this time armed and ready to go, as it were. Um, I know the the National Guard are now might actually do something uh, for the next few weeks and months uh, in the capital, so we'll see how that plays out rather than just actually opening the gates for these people. Um, I guess, I I don't know if there's anything more to add other than the fact that, as Toby was just saying before he got kidnapped by Mike Pence people, Maybe we should just not have the inauguration live, and we should just do it via Zoom, and uh, then we can just move on with our lives and just <laughs> have a very low key uh, introduction to the uh, Biden presidency. Uh, Toby, is there anything you'd like to finish on that thought?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there there is the other side of the argument that says you mm-hmm. would just be kowtowing to these people. You know, mm-hmm. that these are these are fascists, basically um they they are stamping you know goose stepping into the capitol building stamping on all of you know, american mm-hmm. institutions and and just having some doing something like that would just be showing that we we fear them and you yep. know we sh- we shouldn't do that we should celebrate the the, the peaceful transition of power ish that that there is and yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so well, yeah i mean there is a fucking pandemic going on as well so. There is a
1: pandemic going on as well So there's, there's a number of, number of factors
0: <laughs> Just so much shit happening right now Right Um, We do have to touch on the Georgia uh, runoffs Do we want to just quickly Debase ourselves by talking even more About Republican Party politics and Absolutely have a... fucking not Absolutely. So, okay so so we don't want to look ahead To what this might mean for the Republican Party We don't know ha- we, we don't, don't want... know we don't. Yeah, let's say... talk about
1: the stuff we don't know, though.
0: Do you want to do some wild speculations, Toby? Do you want... any wild speculations on your part?
1: Yeah, because the runoffs are just you know in the news. I mean, we know now that um, Democrats are going to have uni- unified um, power over the the government by the the tie-breaking vote of Kamala Harris.
0: Yep.
2: Well, no, they have they have legislative and executive, but judicial is vastly conservative still
1: oh yeah i mean but there's been um presidents that have had um legislative control w- w- without judicial control because there's control it's almost like there's people on the court who were put there by by george hw bush like mm-hmm. it's just this it's just such a long arc that you can even have a, a period that's quite conservative but with progressives on the court it's 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 it's, it's almost impossible to to get all those things running at the same same time but yeah i i know i know exactly what you mean i mean you know if like fdr wanted you know you could just pack the court and you could have complete unified control of of the government yeah
0: okay so so are we are we wanting to look at the georgia side of things then rather than speculating wildly that the return of Mitt Romney will herald in a new golden era for Republicans.
2: I mean, like we can touch on it a little bit because <laughs> like, so the, the Republicans are at an absolute crisis point right now because members of, or well representatives of their own party's voters just stormed the fucking Capitol. So it's going to be a hard sell to be like, we're the party of law and order if they don't condemn this. But 147 of them didn't condemn this. Who are seated in Congress did not condemn this. So they have a day of reckoning coming, coming where they have to, they have to decide: Are we one party with two very different faces, or are we two separate parties, or maybe the, three? I,
1: I think the super difficult thing about this, and I think it's been talked about by other people, is that if you run as uh, a guy with you know, integrity, speaking maybe to a broader mass of Americans and, and the, the least cherishing American institutions. How are you going to win a Republican primary?
2: How? Like, you can't at this point.
1: So is, that's that's the big, big thing. It's like these two sides, they're going to be around for a while because
2: mm-hmm.
1: how are you going to win a Republican primary without throwing some red, red meat? All of this cultural stuff, it's, it's all Trumpy. It's, it's mm-hmm. infected by it. I mean, I, um, I think Josh Hawley, interesting thing about him is I feel like he probably made it impossible for him to, I mean, I don't know, to, to you know rise to higher office. But he decided he was not going to certify the electors. Yeah, And then in front of the Capitol building, he put his arm up, like in some sort of like fascist signal to the protesters, soon to become stormtroopers, just validating what they were doing and stirring them on. I mean, the the difficult thing is how is he supposed to survive ad campaigns run by more either progressive or more just democratic republicans in his state and if he survives that because his state is very you know it's it's it's, he, he has this that seat because he he has some strong um trump following and many of the people who've decided to um not certify the, the electors in their states. They have done so because their their reputations and their political prospects rely on Trump. Mm-hmm. But how are they gonna run national campaigns? So it's like how is someone who's not like them gonna win a Republican primary? But how is someone who is like them gonna win an election? So the yeah, Republican Party's got a lot of thinking to do. Like who's gonna Unify these camps and and yeah. um, what kind of issues? Like, I think Marco Rubio had a really really good speech, and he, he also talked to Tucker Carlson about how, you know, we this has been coming for a long time because the two sides don't seem to think. And then he, I think he said something like, that, "How can you run a country where one side is really really happy?" And the other side is really unhappy. We never had that before. Through even through like Nixon and Reagan, like they had, um, asylum majority because asylum majority existed, and there was a broad consensus even when it shifted in the country. And I think in, in the in the '90s, it was like 20 percent of people thought that the other side was um, potentially evil or, or, or was, was, was threatening and now it's 50%. So like the dynamics in the Republican Party to trying to win the primary and then trying to become president become much more, I don't know, like difficult. But also like they are still a 40% party in the country. So they're going to try. Yeah. really hard to do it well they were
2: 40 percent until yesterday well, we don't we don't know what's gonna happen we don't
1: know because uh, we'll... i've been listening to to podcasts you know um and there's a podcast called a pantsuit politics run by these two sort of like um moms who who are you know suburban republicans and they breaking off because of the culture of the republican party but it's like how many of those people are there to do that
0: so on the on one side as you say we had the, the holly side and then we got i think it's kinsinger who is the adam. Kind of, the more moderate side of it is that right one
2: yeah um adam kinsinger he's he's been giving a few um interviews and this is another thing that i've been thinking about through all of this I didn't know who Josh Hawley was before yesterday. I didn't know who Adam Kinzinger was before yesterday. I mean, like, I had read about them passively, but I didn't know their names until yesterday. And I think, like, Hawley overnight became a hero on one side and the absolute fucking devil on the other. Mm -hmm. And Kinzinger was just completely calm talking about this. Um, He's a representative... I don't remember where from, but maybe Illinois? Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He was talking super calmly and casually about this and just saying, like, we've known this was coming for months. He said um, in an interview with Stephen Colbert, he said, uh, I didn't ask any of my staffers to come in yesterday because I knew it was going to get violent. Like, he was prepared. He knew that this was going to happen. He went as... (laughs) He left the chamber floor um, from the House's debate just before it started because he could hear people screaming outside. And he was like, I'm not going to be in the chamber when this happens. And he went to his office with security. <laughs> like, like that's the other view of Republicans who are like, we know that the extremists in our party are doing this shit and we're tired of it. We've been talking like like there are some Republicans who have been against this for at least like a couple weeks um i mean that's what the lincoln project is about exactly like kinzinger voted against impeachment last year but he (laughs) said last night that if he had known what was going to happen this time last year he may have reconsidered that vote and it's like you knew you knew it well enough to walk off the chamber floors yesterday but you didn't believe your own party's rhetoric for the last four years when he called Nazis very fine people at Charlottesville. You didn't know it then? Because
0: like, it personally affected he, him yesterday.
2: It, exactly. Um, I think he's posing to kind of pounce on this other side of the party that is that is just so fed up with Trump and fed up with his supporters who are making a mockery of, of the Republican Party. The Republicans who actually voted for Joe Biden. And I think that that's going to be a really big thing in the next couple of years, is that mm-hmm. Joe Biden is not a leftist. Joe Biden is a moderate, like, right centrist. Yep. He is representative of the, the Republicans who are done with Trump. And I think because of that, if the Democrats keep running these kind of moderate center-right candidates like yeah. joe biden and if joe biden is appeasing enough to that centrist uh demographic i i think the republicans are going to be in serious trouble for the next few election cycles because like you said they're how are they going to win on the back of this the are on their own platform talking about the points that some republicans do care about then why would republicans bow to this bullshit like, Repul- Republicans are screwed. But Mitt Romney and Kinzinger are both trying to appeal to that kind of bare minimum Republican morality. Yeah. I'm but Kinzinger. just on, just, just, mm-hmm. just off of
1: what you you said, though, I mean, I don't know if it's that easy. Like, I, like I agree with you on Joe Biden, but Biden is he represents. The center of the Democratic Party in many ways, and I, I think a lot of people said, like even back when he was pushing, um, you know, the crime bill and and um, other legislation like that. That was he was kind of in the center of the Democratic Party. There was a lot of African American um, leaders in different communities who actually supported that bill and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Like with these kind of moderate. Democrats, um, there's a lot of things that Joe Biden is going to be able to do uh, with the 51 votes through uh, budget reconciliation. He's going to be able to pass uh, that increase tax um, cut, uh, tax rise. He's going to be able to um, pass probably something uh, that the like the public option for. And he might not do it, but he has the ability to do it, and he's going to have people pushing him to do it. I mean, there might be something in Joe Biden's mind that goes, "Okay, let's close all, let's close shop." And I'm, I'm, I'm a center right uh, Republican, but I mean, he's not a center right Republican. He's a Democrat, and those people, although they didn't vote for Trump, they voted down ballot for Republicans. And the question is, will they like the stuff that Joe Biden's gonna put push through? That's and, that's and not even that the Joe Biden's gonna push through any kind of leftist agenda, but like they think everything is socialism. Like it's it's <laughs> gonna be difficult.
2: Anything that's not fascism is socialism. I no, but that's that's the thing is that like we cannot speculate on the Republican Party's future because. It depends on how they respond in the next 24 hours, how they respond in the next two weeks, how Joe Biden performs as president, how Holly goes down in history, how many of these people go to jail. Like th- there are just so many things up in the air right now. How the media responds to all of this, because like that's another thing that we didn't really touch on that much is that Republican er, uh, reporters rather were like fearing for their life yesterday, genuinely terrified for their lives, because they've been marked the enemies of the state by Trump and these report or these, these followers. I saw his his rioters, um I saw a video of them smashing video cameras and recording equipment from Associated Press screaming, fuck CNN or something. And they made a noose out of um the the like cords and wires from the the video cameras like they're yeah. also coming for the media and journalists and reporters and it really like we can't tell what the future of this country looks like past the next hour not we literally don't know what's going to happen in an hour. they might invoke the 25th these dumbasses might attack the capital again like we literally don't know at this point yeah and, it just, oh my God, it's frustrating as a fucking historian to be like, I have no idea there's zero historical preced- precedent on this. Like, I can come out with, with the caning of Charles Sumner on the Senate floor, but yeah. fucking 147 Congress people still objected to the vote. It's just, oh my God. And
1: nothing is real and everything is possible, you know?
2: Exactly. It's just, <laughs> there, I, I cannot believe what I'm seeing, even though I knew it was coming all along and I'm going to feel this way for the next two weeks at the very, very least.
1: I think a big, yeah. big thing just before you the big, big thing about uh, Cruz and um, other people like that is like the We know how the media feels about this. I mean, let's, let's be honest, like the media throughout the Trump years has been anti-Trump. They've been anti-Trump. But Trump doesn't really need them. He need he need he requires very specific members of the media,
2: mm-hmm. and they
1: act as this you know almost like the state uh, media relations uh, function for him. But it's like what for them for that community, and I think the the wider set uh, concentric circle of that community is the Republican Party. Does this become like McCarthyism, because McCarthyism only sank McCarthy? Mm. Um, people like Richard Nixon, who were very McCarthyists, they their star rose in the Republican Party. Eisenhower had to, you know, he had to tip his hat to the McCarthyists by by bringing in Richard Nixon. So we don't know how I, they are going to see this.
2: I I want to say something about that because I've seen a lot, a lot of talk about how any coming after these Trump supporters is just. Is just McCarthyism. And I want to say that that is absolute bullshit because McCarthyism didn't have evidence. It was fear-mongering like Trump has been doing for the last four years. It was absolute baseless fear-mongering.
0: Oh,
2: and no, I'm not, I'm not saying um, oh, no, I, I I'm know not you're not saying it. I've yeah, just, yeah, I'm I'm just, just, I'm seen just it a lot. I'm just like...
1: They're the McCarthyists. They're McCarthy and and the senators who worked for McCarthy, trying to bring down yeah. good uh, people who just you know they were liberals, but people thought they were they were leftists or agents of the the Soviet Union. They're the they're the McCarthyists, but like McCarthyism only brought down McCarthy, right? Yeah. So there's plenty of uh, senators who were McCarthyists, who, who became very, very popular because they were McCarthyists, because there was a, there's things like the John Birch Society, where the um, who were the most virulent and most uh, politically active Republicans who pushed um, different uh, senators who were McCarthyists. And um, so it's like, in that Republican Party ecosystem, what is this going to be? be like how are they going to absorb it in their world where you know nothing is real and everything is possible how are they going to rationalize what has happened will the people who stood up to the american people and to the to our institutions become heroes for them because they they won't be in in the the wider public consciousness. I mean, Richard Nixon was always hated by liberals. He was always hated by people who voted for the Democratic Party. So it's like, for them, what is this going to be? Because me and you, we look at it as this is sedition, this is treason. Mm -hmm. It's one of the worst days um, in America, since probably since the War of 1812, you know. But for them, what is this? You know, I don't know what it is. And we don't know what it is because there's so many different filters that separate us from them.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so we probably should move on to a little bit just because we've been talking for quite a while now, and yeah. you know we we can't talk about so much around this. I mean, the fact that I think they had was it murder the press or something like that? They had scribbled on the the walls yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we are heading towards, unfortunately, you know, a strong possibility that. Someone in the media, or may, maybe more than just one person in the media, might actually get killed by these lunatics. And it's a terrifying thought. Um, there's just a little bit of breaking news. It's not of any real consequence, but um, Elaine Chow, who is married to Mitch McConnell and mm-hmm. is the uh, transportation secretary, she has uh, resigned after yesterday's craziness. Um,
2: <gasps> so. Uh, it's because
1: Mitch is no longer Senate Majority. Yeah. Know. Okay.
2: That's <laughs> another thing to talk about here is all of these staffers who are being so brave and resigning from their positions. One, you're getting fired in 14 days. So (laughs) real strong spot there. And two, you've been enabling this for four years. Like you're not a hero because it took somebody fucking walking into, smashing windows in the Capitol building for you to be like, wow, this isn't right. Like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck all of these people. Oh my God, that is the most enraging shit. Also, all I didn't know George she was even in I was Elaine really hoping you
1: said she filed like... for
2: divorce. Sorry, Toby.
1: No, no, it was an offhand comment.
0: Uh, we should also say that Elaine Chao, as well as being married to Mitch McConnell, uh, also worked in the Bush presidency and was actually getting investigated uh, for like corruption and stuff until Trump removed her special investigator. So, you know, all-round good person. Um,
2: <laughs> could you imagine going to. Oh.
0: <laughs> Do you want to finish that thought? No,
2: there? I don't. I really don't because I'm thinking it. I don't need anybody else to think it. I just. Fuck that turtle man. He's such a piece of shit. I'm so <laughs> happy he lost his job. Let's talk about Georgia because yes. that's happier.
0: Yes. Great. So earlier in the day, which seemed to last months, earlier in the day, we had kind of confirmation that uh, the two Democratic. Uh, candidates had defeated their Republican uh, opposition and um, had essentially tied the Senate up at fifty-fifty, meaning that Kamala Harris would have the um, the, the vote to uh, to uh, confirm or deny as needed on the policy uh, as it goes through the Senate. So, um, just some context on this: this was, I, I believe, that this was. It, this race came about because Georgia has it that if, if there's a, a, if someone wins the Senate race, but it's not by a clear enough margin, then they have to have a runoff. And I believe this kind of comes back to trying to have some racist control over kind of, you know, stopping, you know, black people or stopping, you know, uh, left wingers from sort of edging out a narrow victory in a, um, In a race, and it's kind of come back to to bite Republicans on the ass because even though they had the narrow victory in the um, November election, because it wasn't by wide wide enough uh, margin, they had to have the special runoff, and we had um, well we had many more thousands of people register to vote as a result, and we had a different result this time with uh, the two candidates uh, winning, and not only was it two candidates, we had. I believe the first black male senator from maybe the state in the south. I I, mean, I can't, no, don't know the exact historical presence on it, but it is a big day, as it were, the fact that uh, one of the two elected was a was a black man, and the other one was a young Jewish man, um, which again is, you know, something to uh, something to note when it comes to the south and its politicians. Um, how does this set up? Well. How does this Vaughn, bon, how does this set up the presidency now for Biden and what should we actually be looking ahead as far as the things that will kind of immediately be pushed through on the, the democratic and Biden side of things?
2: Um so as Toby said earlier, the the Biden administration has the legislative and um, executive branches now completely well, completely locked down pretty much for democratic majorities um so they can they can do a lot of things they can pass they can actually bring legislation to the floor which is something that hasn't happened in about how long has mitch mcconnell been
0: majority leader (laughs) a thousand years
2: remember when he like proudly said that he's the grim reaper of congress and he will never bring something to the floor yeah that guy (laughs) is gone uh, well, he's minority leader and like, that's hilarious. Um, there was there was some random tweet that I think Simon sent us yesterday that said, uh, this is the first time Mitch McConnell has ever represented minorities in his life, <laughs> completely <laughs> accurate. Um, so yeah, Mitch McConnell out on his ass, my favorite thing in the world. I woke up so happy yesterday and then like my government crumbled in real time. Um, and I could only make sense of it through the Death Star. <laughs> um so they can do a lot of things. And one of the most important things that is that is now happening because the Democrats have majority is that in Congress there are so many subcommittees um, and chairs and commissions and whatever. And this now means that the like the majority party normally chairs those committees and subcommissions. So one of them is um, the Judiciary Committee that investigate internal crimes in the government, um, apart from the Department of Justice. So that's now held by Democrats. And then the other one is that Bernie Sanders is the new chair of the budget committee. So he has like overall say and kind of control on what's happening with debates around the budget. So we could potentially, if Biden wants to be the FDR figure that, that people are claiming he's going to be better, more progressive than FDR, which like (laughs) holding your breath on that one. But if that is going to be a thing, then they could pass the green new deal with probably minor minor amendments. They could pass um, student loan forgiveness at many different kind of gradients. It, it could be anything from 10,000 to complete um, forgiveness. They can pass um, voter rights protections, which a lot of people are are calling for that to be one of the very first things that this new Congress tackles. They can pass uh, health care new health care laws, which Biden is most likely not going, and a lot of senators and r- representatives are not going to go for full universal health care, but it could be um, a cleaned up version of Obamacare that actually helps people in a lot of ways. They can change the tax codes uh, that Trump just jacked all the way up. They can, cha- they can change so many things with, with um, a democratically held Senate and House. Um, it's just up to them on on how they actually use this power going forward.
1: Yeah, and I, and I must say it's it's not the first time Mitch McConnell has represented minorities because he's been representing rich people for Ooh, most of his career.
0: Burn, that
1: was,
2: <laughs> that was beautiful.
1: And um, yeah, and the thing about. Um, Warnock is that if you look at the states where black people have the highest um, population, uh, things like Mississippi and states like Georgia, like over 30%, a lot of them you don't have statewide black officials because mm. of things like runoffs, because they're, you know those electoral systems were designed to keep people like that out of power and the interesting thing about these two guys is that i think i feel like they're both they're both liberals they're not leftists but they're not really not really blue dogs and if this is what the democratic party is going to be like then i think it probably it will be difficult to hold uh the senate and the house in the future elections but obviously with issues like this, no one knows what's going to happen. And as, as Vaughan says, there's power here for the Democrats to do a, a number of things. Uh, they can't do things that they need um, 60 votes for. Um, mm-hmm. so, but there's things in budget re- reconciliation they could do. Things like a tax cut, uh, tax increase, um, things like... as the, the tax cuts are so embalmed in our in our minds like we just think everything must be a tax cut if some, someone's mm-hmm. um, changing the tax code and um, they, um, they can possibly bring in a public option by that uh, Biden doesn't even need Congress uh, necessarily to instigate some level of um, student loan forgiveness. So there, there's a number of interesting things that they they can do. And but then the one difficulty, which is the main difficulty, is that the, the median senator becomes someone like um, Joe Manchin, who isn't really interested in the, the Green New Deal, who isn't really interested in an ultimate Medicare expansion or, you know, increasing the the minimum wage. So, yeah, I think it will be difficult um but then i guess on the other hand to be a national party you, you sort of you need different people with different views and and to be a big enough tent to to have the senate you you, you probably i mean unfortunately you probably do neither a, a joe mansion in, in your in your caucus but yeah it, it, it's a uh, overall it's a really really good good thing and um yeah i I'd, I can imagine that the more creative and progressive measures won't be passed, but there's some things that will be passed and that will aggravate the other side as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I do kind of feel bad for for Ossoff and Warnock, who were the the two winners yesterday on the Democratic side, because you would think winning a, a Senate seat would be the the big moment of the day, but it was kind of removed from them with all the the shit show going on in D.C. Um, Just while we're talking, I just want to briefly add that Joe Biden has listened to Batman and has come back with some slightly stronger wording today. Oh, really? And he said, uh, don't dare call them protesters. They were insurrectionist domestic terrorists. So...
2: Is is that... Is that it?
0: Well, he he goes on to say some other stuff. The, The fact that we have some domestic the the phrase domestic terrorist being used by um, Biden rather than just you know patting them on the back and saying can you please just leave the Capitol I think I think for Biden that's a step forward um, you I
2: love bare minimum moderates My I God. mean
0: that's that's who you voted for Vaughn no
2: uh, no it isn't actually remember because I was disenfranchised <laughs>
0: okay that's so who you <laughs> So I'm... don't blame me, I didn't get to vote.
2: Don't, don't blame me. Yeah. No, um I, mean, that's sc- I
0: think the scary thing about all of this is
1: is who are these people? You know? Who are they?
0: Yeah. Sorry, I kind of hijacked the uh the Georgia talk there. Is there anything else we'd like to touch upon as far as the the Senate and how it looks for, for Biden twenty twenty-one? Um I, I guess I guess the, one of the big things will be the kind of COVID relief bill, and um, you know some more financial aid there, and I I, I guess anything that, um, as you say, can kind of get passed with the with the majority where Harris kind of comes in. I think for Biden, I I don't know what will be kind of as, as a successful first year, other than maybe improving the rollout of the vaccine, which I think has been pretty poor up until now. Um, trying to stabilize the economy. I mean, I guess if. You know if the vaccine comes in and does its work and it's kind of has it out and the economy kind of comes back up to take and suddenly christmas and um new year next year are kind of normal then i guess biden will have a will have something to say look you know we were able to deliver this the world's back normal now we can get on with with governing beyond that i I don't know if you guys have got any thoughts on what you're expecting from a Biden presidency. Is, is it just what you guys were saying then as far as trying to maybe pass some um, economic or financial um, resolutions? I think
1: Ezra Klein said that because of this, we're probably going to see some bipartisanship. And I, I I don't think it's impossible that in the short term there might be a spirit of, you know, um, consensus But I think it probably will be for the COVID relief stuff because it's broadly something that will be beneficial for people. People get to feel the impact immediately. I think all the the big ticket ideas, they're still Democrats and Republicans, right? But for the COVID relief stuff, I think you you probably will see um, Republicans much more willing to accept um, other packages or other measures to um, help people out in the immediate term and which will probably lead to Biden having a good 100 days especially because the the vaccine's just been rolled out
2: I I agree with that I think that Republicans right now are gonna have to save fucking face and be like I'm not those Republicans like um, (laughs) and I also think that We can speculate on what the Senate is going to look like for Biden for the next year. But um, at least eight senators deserve to be impeached immediately. So if that (laughs) happens, we might have a different Senate to be talking about in a few days. Wow. Um, if, If this escalates even further on the 19th of January, like you're saying, we might have an issue that is bigger than the pandemic to be dealing with right now, which would be the civil war. Like we can't speculate on any of this stuff because there's just so much up in the air right now. Like if these people come back and they do something even worse, we haven't even touched on the fact that they found bombs on the the Congress yep. campus. Like what if these people come back even more ferociously we don't know like it just i mean i hope it doesn't happen i genuinely yeah, hope it doesn't someone
1: happen. put a story saying that you know and it was in 1923 there was the the putsch mm-hmm. in germany and then hitler was thrown into prison and um the new york times recorded it as well you know that hitler at least he's been dealt with and then well you know At least till it was dealt with, I guess.
2: (laughs) Jesus. I mean, last night was... It could have been a Reichstag moment. There were people there with cable ties who were intending to take hostages. Like, it just... There were gallows set up. up. These people aren't just going to be like, well, we tried. Like, they're going to come back at some point. But who are these people? Like, why is it always these, like,
1: ex-service people? That
0: end up in these kinds of situations, like why are these?
1: Well, I, what, I, what, sometimes what? it's not. Right? I don't think it's all. So, so extra. Sometimes
0: it's like the they wanna be hard men who think they could have served, but didn't actually. Who like? Yeah, I'd, so
1: certainly, but pretend. those people are are more likely to serve. or more likely to be in the police force, right? Why is it this just this, this like always the same people, like guys who want to express themselves physically? Want to dominate people, um, you know, from the middle strata, because it's not like fascism has never been about working class people. It's it's it was much more in the middle. But the people they feel alienated from society. I think Hannah Arendt said, um, "the the marble always call out for the strong man because they hate society from which they are excluded." Mm-hmm. So it's like, who is he? who are these people you how do we solve the problem do by you... helping them or locking them up i don't know how do you like who are these people <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i like the like growing concern in your voice it's the earnestness
0: it. i like toby yes <laughs> um
2: I, like, d- do you want to get into that? We're already at, like, an hour 40, like...
0: Yeah, we, sh- we should probably close off soon, I think, before... We... I, guess, I guess we'll find out, you know... We, 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 we will definitely all find out, yes, we whether will, we want to or not. We will find out.
2: The, the last thing to say on the, the Georgia stuff, and then I have a quote from a historian, um just to close out if you guys are cool with that, um, but the last thing on Georgia is that it, like... Ossoff and Warnock definitely deserved their their time to... They both um, won historic elections yesterday or two mm-hmm. days ago. Whenever... <laughs> eight, two years ago. I don't know anymore. Um, they deserved their time in the limelight, but so did Stacey Abrams. And oh. so did every yeah. organizer in Georgia who turned out 4.4 million people for a runoff election. The last record... For a runoff election in Georgia was 2.1 million, and that was absurd circumstances. Like 4.4 million people, many of whom didn't show up or didn't uh, vote because they weren't registered because of voter suppression. Um, as you said, Simon, the the kind of election takeover that Mitch McConnell approves of.
0: Yeah, tra- the traditional the gentleman's way. <laughs>
2: um, they they were blocked from voting in the general election and she mobilized these people and gave them the resources they needed so like white supremacists stole so much from the people of georgia and the the people of the black community in the country any person of color really for just this historic historic election that was carried out in georgia and these fucking oh i have so many adjectives to describe these people but um these confederate traitors stole it from them white supremacist yeah. confederate traitors.
0: Um, that's a good point. The fact that we, because of the craziness of yesterday, we didn't get a chance to really speak about it. Stacey Abrams, who has basically kind of vaulted herself to become just a, a national figure of just love and just general goodwill by anyone who's got a brain basically at this point. I mean, she is quite rightly got a very high approval rating because she is I mean, her and the people working alongside her, but uh, certain, certainly her as the figurehead has sort of come along as something of a saviour for the, the democratic side. Um, it is quite amazing. Uh, Vaughn, I know you wanted to finish on a on a quote, and I'll let you do that. I thought I'd just read out, just to close off all the silliness that we've had amongst all the uh, serious talk as well, uh, former guest of the show, uh, Matt Chrisman, um, from Chapel Trap Traf- House, tweeted uh, just a little while ago, Pence has blown his chance the twenty twenty four GOP nomination, but he's now the Democratic frontrunner. runner. Which <laughs> I, I <think laughs> is a nice How image.
2: We are. Pence <laughs> died in twenty twenty four. Brilliant.
0: Uh, okay, so uh, did you want to uh, to finish on a quote one?
2: Yeah, if you if you guys are cool with that, um, this is a quote from the twentieth century. Um, Very famous, wonderful historian, father of intellectual history in the U.S., um, Merrill Curti. It's from a 1946 book, his 1946 book, called The Root of American Loyalty. Um, This, I think, is one of the most important reminders for American citizens, especially in a time like this. So, this quote goes... Quote, whether America will provide an even larger freedom at home and even stronger hope for the world depends on what citizens make of our country, depends not only upon the strength of our devotion to it, but also upon the character of that devotion. In a democracy, blind, unthinking love of country must presumably give way more and more to intelligent and understanding patriotism. If that democracy as such is to survive that being so an examination of the sources and nature of american patriotism may be more than an academic exercise and he who reads it thoughtfully may be helped toward more enlightened citizenship end quote okay. it's the most american thing you can do to to question your government and it is the most American thing you can do to protest when you see it um, see it as reasonable it is not an American right and it is un-American to commit treason against your government
0: hear that, Toby, she was speaking to you
2: <laughs> thing
1: I, can't f- I think it was a really great quote but the big thing I can't find is this patriotism and love of country which country? You know, mm. I don't know. Like, is there a sense, shared sense of 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 country or citizenship or patriotism? To what?
2: It's a really good question. I I think that this quote came in 1946 when I i mean in my work i'm arguing that that was a a point of crisis in patriotism because people had to reconcile the fact that we just dropped the a-bomb and murdered millions of people in a war and a lot of people weren't ready to be okay with that and there was this crisis of how can i be a proud american if i know that my nation is capable of such horrific things and i think this quote is challenging you to reconcile your personal morals with the actions of the government and if they cannot be reconciled then it is your duty to say something now we're at another crisis of patriotism it it, like you're saying what does it mean if there are two complete different realities and two complete different kind of understandings of what the government is and what it is to be an American in 2021. How do you reconcile those things? And and where do you show American patriotism? And I think in my own view, as an American historian and as an American, I think it's in your own personal understanding of the foundations of America, in the Constitution, in what you hold right, in the Declaration of Independence, in your moral view of what it means to be an American. And I think every single American citizen has to sit down with a few books and decide that for themselves, because Fox News is not an academic resource. Fox News is not the documents of the Founding Fathers. Like, if we're going to extol all of all the time the founding fathers you better have read their fucking words like it just we need to teach history better we need to come up with a cohesive understanding of what it is to be an American if America is going to last at the capacity that it is and I don't honestly see that happening i've said it before i think even more strongly now i think the us is going to break up in the next few decades if there are decades left like i just i don't see how we can get past this at the moment um there are a million possible futures though so maybe we do but it is up to every single american just to decide what patriotism means to them and if they can morally sit with the actions the government is taking. But
1: but, but is it is it there is it the individual's responsibility to learn about this history, or is it the responsibility of the historians, the public figures, the the presidents to impart a shared sense of it's National, I don't
2: know. Both. It's, I mean, like Biden said yesterday, the president's words ma- matter. They have the power to inspire or they have the power to incite, is paraphrased quote from Joe Biden. It, it absolutely matters what your leadership is saying and what Congress is saying. The fact that 147 of these motherfuckers still voted to object when they knew the fact is that the election was not stolen the truth is that joe biden and kamala harris won the election it like that that's not an opinion that's it's a fact and it matters when they do shit like this it matters when they say these things because it is both their responsibility to extol the virtues of America and decide what American character is as much as it is the citizens' individual responsibility to live up to that. We we have a democratic republic. You do not get to sit on the sidelines in a democratic republic. Your civic duty is to engage with the government and engage with politics and for the last... 40 years 50 years the largest generation of all time refused to engage with politics and that's what brought us to this fucking point because people were like oh it's impolite to talk politics get over yourself (laughs) it 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 impacts every single person's every aspect of their day the politics being decided whether you have a medical condition that you are going into medical debt over, or you are going to school and you are going into student debt over, or you have a business and you're going into business debt over because the only option in America is debt. It just, you can't sit on the sideline when your American character and needs and rights are in jeopardy, you have to engage. So to answer your question, it is both the individual, individual's responsibility and the leaders and government's responsibility. And historians have been writing it for years. It's your responsibility to read it. Like they can they can give you as much, we can give you as much material as you need to understand American character. But if you're not reading it, like Merrill Quirty wrote this in nineteen forty six. I would like to see a show of hands of American citizens who knew about this quote because I didn't until two years ago when I started a PhD on intellectual history of the United States. We need to teach history better, which is on a lot of people's hands, but historians have been writing this for years. And it it needs Pick up a damn book. Oh
1: god. I don't know. Uh, just before we leave, as you know, the Constitution was created for a, you know a free and virtuous people, right? And 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 people express that virtue by by engaging with with what is an idea of American citizenship that we get from history. But if you left them to themselves to do it, why wouldn't they come up with an idea that suits them? Why would they come up with your idea? You know.
0: That's a good question, Toby. I, I fear that we may never end this podcast, yeah, especially now now that Nancy Pelosi is calling for the Twenty Fifth Amendment uh, to be invoked, and she says if it doesn't happen, they're going to impeach. So,
2: um, nice, Nance.
0: So there you go. Uh, we always knew that Vaughn was the biggest supporter of Nancy Pelosi, and she, my girl. She she's <laughs> very politically aligned, you two. Um, Right. Shall we shall we leave it there on the mouth watering thought that Nancy Pelosi is trying to get Trump kicked out of office? I think that's a that's a good cliffhanger for us. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Go get him go,
2: Pelosi.
0: Go get <laughs> from Pelosi, from Toby, from Vaughn, from myself Simon. Thank you very much for listening. Um, fuck knows what's going to happen next in America. <laughs> we will try our best to watch on from afar and add the occasional sarcastic comment um our next episode should be diving into more history history rather than ongoing batshit crazy history of right now um and uh, we shall hopefully have a new episode for you in the near future so from us all take care goodbye goodbye